Hey there, and welcome to What The 50 Podcast, a show for women of a certain age, you know who you are, because it's never too late to start living your best life. I'm your host, Cindy Bell. Let's get this started. Here we go. Hey, Susie, welcome to my podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm super excited. Hello, it's good to see your face at, you know, first time in a long time. We've a long time. Walked. <laughs> That's right. And it's so funny because we used to live in the same neighborhood in Fayetteville, North Carolina, but haven't seen each other face to face since 2005 or six, maybe. Yeah. 2008. And, but it's funny with Facebook, how you keep in touch with people without really keeping in touch with people. Well, the reason I wanted to have you on here is because you are a woman of a certain age, just like me, you're over 50. And, um, but <laughs> but you, I consider an expert on health and wellness and fitness and um, looking badass at your age. So <laughs> I want to pick your brain. Now, you've been a competitive bodybuilder for quite some time, and, and you do have a superior genetic makeup. I mean, you're just kind of, some people are just born with good, really good genetics. You're one of those people. But I want to talk about your daily discipline, your habits, what you do to keep so strong and healthy. Well, I'm, I'm really, I think my, my, my former self, <laughs> my younger self for implementing those habits at an early age, because I started, um, I'm 57 now and I started working out at 19 and yeah. started teaching aerobics, um, was a health club owner, uh, later on and um, personal trainer got into the old school bodybuilding like not figure yeah. and and you know physique and all that that's available now but the old school bodybuilding and did that for a while but realized um, I could only go so high if I wasn't willing to do steroids and I wasn't willing right. to do that yeah and even though there was a lot of physical, you know, like a, you want to look a certain way aesthetically, even though there was a lot of that in play, I didn't want to, I didn't want to cheat or ruin my health in order to, you know, get a certain level yeah. in the, in bodybuilding. So I, I quit, I was having some health issues, um, from rheumatoid arthritis and I quit doing bodybuilding for like 23 years and then started back in my fifties and didn't earn my pro card until I was almost 53 years old. You didn't quit lifting and working out. No, no. You quit competing. Correct. Gotcha. So you just got your pro card in your fifties. In, in figure. In figure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I saw those pictures. You looked freaking amazing. Thank you. What is your secret to uh, maintaining muscle at our age, because that is a thing, you know, as we age and we enter menopause, we lose our home hormones are all over the place and we lose the ability to maintain or build muscle. So what's your that, secret? Yes, that was a challenge because so several years ago, I just started, I was started to lose weight and I thought it was because I went gluten-free for rheumatoid arthritis. And I thought, well, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe I'm getting rid of inflammation. Right. And I started losing weight and I'm like, I was staying lean, but I felt like I was losing some muscle. And 
I didn't want it to age me. You know how you can start looking at getting that stringy look and you don't want to look gaunt and stringy. And so I started adding more protein, which helped, but I was doing, um, I was doing whey protein and it had, it was artificially sweetened. Oh, okay. Which yeah. turned around to bite me in the butt because it, it destroyed my gut flora. I felt like I was always distended. Um, I just, I didn't feel, feel well. I started tightening up my nutrition in that aspect and going all, all natural. And that helped a lot. And I was, I started gaining muscle back. And so getting- you've gotten rid of all artificial sweeteners, like totally. Yeah. Right. Because we think, okay, we, sh- we shouldn't eat sugar. So let's um, substitute it with artificial sweeteners, but that does destroy your gut, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. They say it's help. It's okay for you. But what they don't tell you is it kills your, the flora in your gut. Yeah. You know, so it kills your microbiome. So it's not hurting you personally, but you've got more, um, there's more c- cells um, in your, in your gut flora, you know, foreign bodies than there are in your whole body. Yeah. So yeah. If you're killing them off and they, all of a sudden you can't break down your food, you're getting leaky gut and then you're getting inflammation everywhere. And then you can't build, you can't absorb the protein. You can't yeah. break it down and synthesize more muscle. So it's, it was a vicious cycle there for a while. And so I figured the gut, it out. Yeah. The gut is such a huge, huge topic right now. It's like, you know, everyone's talking about getting your gut healthy. And so you upped your protein, you get rid of artificial sweeteners. So upping the protein that help you build more muscle. Like what is it? What does that look like for regular, the regular woman who just wants to maybe start training? They say average 20 to, to 40 grams of protein several times throughout the day. So you break right. it up, um, depending on your weight, obviously, um, like a male that's 200 pounds is going to need more protein than a, you know, 120 pound female. Um, I try to aim for about 75% of in grams of, you know, of your body weight, body weight. Okay. Um, so, and when I'm competing, I try to get, um, my body weight or more, and then I just start pulling back on my carbs and fats. Okay. And one of the other things I did wrong back in the, back in the eighties, the eighties screwed me up because it was like, (laughs) no fat. Yeah. um, I know that was the no fat craze. You remember those intimate cookies? It's like, I can eat these because they have no fat. (laughs) Exactly. And full sugar. Yes. Yeah, I know. So do you ever have women come up to you and like, Susie, I just want to look like you. What do you do? And what they maybe don't realize is that you've been doing this consistently your entire adult life. Well, sometimes it'll be like, so I, I want to, um, you know, I want to get muscle like you, but I don't want to get big. So I don't want to lift heavy weights. I'm like, you don't understand. I've been trying to lift heavy for 30 some odd years and you're not going to get really big. And unless you're genetically predispositioned for it, you won't get, you're going to gain, if you gain muscle, it's going to increase your metabolism. You'll be able to burn fat more easily. You're burning more calories throughout the whole day. Yep. And, and you look better. You don't just look skinny fat. You're not just thin. So women who do a ton and ton of cardio without lifting the weights, they get that skinny fat look, right? As opposed yeah. to a toned lean tight look. So do you do any cardio? I do. I do. 
Now I don't do a lot. I do more high intensity with weights. Like I don't, I do a lot of supersetting. Like I'll do um, shoulders and arms together and I'll just do giant sets. So I'm always, I'm, I'm moving constantly, getting my heart rate up, but I'm not wearing out one muscle group. I'm like getting rest while I'm doing another one. But you're not like, running you're not on the stairs for an hour right Um, even though like for me I love the cardio high like I love the endorphin rush I love the way I feel after a really good cardio session but knowing that that is not really the key to fat loss in fact we can do too much cardio right yeah if you start doing um like if I do cardio I I try not to go too long and I try to do it after I've done weights, if I'm doing it on the same day, I'll do it after I've done weights because I've, when you do your weights, you need that um, glycogen and ATP in, in your muscle to get a good workout. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're utilizing that to get a good pump, good workout, then your body's more prepped to burn fat when you get on the cardio. So, um, so you've spent like 45 minutes to an hour and a half or so lifting and then you go get, get on cardio. You can knock your cardio out in 20 minutes or less. <laughs> and another thing about you, you are so flexible and part of, most of that's natural, right? But you still stretch a lot, right? I do. I, I, I do like, um, like the dynamic warm up, yeah. like not forcing the stretch, but at the end, after I've worked out and everything is warmed up and um, I'm done to cool down. I just, I do more of the static stretching to, you know, like splits and things like that, just to really to push it. And I just relax into it. And that's really important as you age. I mean, you, you need to maintain that flexibility because yeah. you start getting more rigid. You've got a, um, you know, the called the QL muscle, the quadratus lumborum that attaches your hips to your ribs. And you see old people, and their waist starts getting smaller and you know shorter and shorter. They yeah. start to look bigger around the waistline. Like really thick waisted. Yeah. And then if they're always sitting, they get that forward you know posture, and then they tend to not look ahead. They tend to look down. And if their bones are getting weaker from not from not eating right or not doing um, strength training, then they can you know break their bones. So it's like a vicious cycle. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. I remember walking in one day at goals and you had your leg <laughs> up on the wall. Like your leg was up and your butt was right up in the wall. I'm like, what in the world? Like, cause I'm pretty stiff naturally. Like I really need to focus on flexibility. It's, it's so important to stay flexible, stay strong, keep your nutrition good, stay flexible, stay hydrated. Yes. I'm assuming you drink a lot of water. I, I do, but I, honestly, I could do better with that. Like if I'm, like if I'm training for something, I'm more regimented about it. And when I'm working out, I'm, I drink a lot, but sometimes during the day, I, I forget, you know, I'm like, and then when you get thirsty, you've kind of gotten beyond that time. You should yes. have been, you shouldn't be getting thirsty. <laughs> so Take me through your, your work. You're not competing right now, but you do work out how often, how, like, what does that look like right now for you? Um, I normally, I normally get in, um, about five days a week, um, Mm -hmm. with weights doing street training and I break it up. I'm doing, um, I'll do like legs by themselves, 
and um, chest and back usually together and shoulders and arms together. And then um, like take a day off of weights and do <clears throat> either cardio or like hit. Mm-hmm. Or I just kind of do whole body, but nothing like just body weight stuff. 38 years of going to the gym. I'm like, I need to mix it up. So, okay. Your diet. Do you keep it dialed in pretty much most of the time? Do you drink alcohol? What's like, what do you restrict? Um, so I have to be gluten-free. Okay. So that takes, a, that takes away some things that used to be really tempting, you know, like some sweets that used to like cook, cookies used to be really, you know, my downfall. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty strict when it comes to food. Um, one thing that holds me back, I know at times is alcohol. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously when you're, when I'm getting ready for a contest, alcohol doesn't happen. So, and, and I feel fantastic. I mean, I honestly do. I, I'm like, I should do this all the time. <laughs> so what is it? Tell us what it is physiologically when you have alcohol in your system, your body does what, why does it make it harder to lose weight? So your body won't go into fat burning mode. It has to get rid of it. It's, it's priority is to get rid of the toxins and your liver has to process all that and your body won't burn fat. It, your metabolism will slow down and put everything on hold because it said, oh, we've got a toxin in here. We've we got to get rid of this. And so let's not use any energy burning fat. Let's all let's focus on this. And then it also makes your gut lining more permeable. Uh-huh. And so that, and then you get the leaky gut and then you can, um, get inflammation and, Mm -hmm. and certain alcohols are worse. And for me personally, I had a, like a, um, an intolerance test done. And for me personally, um, white wine is a big no, no. Oh, wow. And I love white wine. Yeah, I do too. So I've had to kind of, uh, limit, not, I haven't completely eliminated it. I'm like, okay, I can't have beer because of gluten and I can't have wine. Right. And then I'll do some of the White Claw and yeah. the yeah. other ones that are have vodka or tequila in them. Well, a lot but, of people uh, think no sugar, like in a White Claw or in like a vodka and diet soda or whatever, there's no sugar, right? They think that they can drink whatever and they won't gain weight. But like you said, the process of burning fat is thwarted when you have alcohol in your body. The other wow. thing is when we drink, we tend to eat more. <laughs> and you get a margarita, you're eating chips and yes. and salsa. I mean, it's too easy. And then, okay. Even if you don't have the really sugary mixers, alcohol has a lot of calories itself. Yeah. So I've noticed I used to be able to handle it a lot better and still, you know, burn fat like that but since menopause that didn't happen it's it i have to be very careful with that you know and i just struggle every day i'm like okay how badly do i really want to get back into really really good shape because or do i want to live my life and it's like this daily like you know yes i gotcha i totally get it and um because I liked one of the things that we like to do as a couple, my husband and I is to go out to eat and have cocktails, right. you know, like at a, like a social event and it makes right. it fun. 
Yeah. But I'm like, okay, well, I'll do a, so we, I do a cleanse day every now and then, and I feel a lot better. I feel incredible afterwards. Inflammation is totally gone. Now, how can somebody tell if they're inflamed? Because for me, I get swollen a lot of my fingers and in my face, and I can tell when I'm retaining water, but that's not necessarily indicative of a systemic inflation, uh, inflammation, is it? Well, that. When you have water retention, you know, you'll, you'll see it in your, like your ankles and your, in your hands. But if you've got an, um, like a autoimmune disorder, like some type of inflammatory process going on, it could be, you can feel it in your gut. Like you can have, your gut can be distended. That was happening to me. I had no fat on my stomach. I could see veins in my stomach, but my stomach was sticking out. Loaded. Felt hard as a rock. And I'm like, why is that's not that? Why is that? You know, yeah. I, any any type of toxins in your um in your diet or in the environment can cause your body to to get inflamed. If you've got um toxins in your vis your visceral fat or this around your organs, which is the dangerous fat, that holds on to um, fat soluble toxins because it does it's trying to protect your body and. So it's holding on to that fat and it, your body doesn't want to burn it because all of a sudden the toxins will be loose in your body. And that, that fat will cause inflammation. And that, that's when you see a lot of people with the big, they look like they're pregnant, yeah. the, the men that look pregnant. Yeah. And you can tell their stomach's hard and that is really dangerous. Um, let's talk about sleep. Have you noticed your sleep patterns being disrupted? You know, once you got into menopause and um, cause for me, I don't sleep. And it's so frustrating. What about you? So I've gone through bouts, of either waking up to use the bathroom or temper, temperature regulation. You know, you get that leg out of the covers and, you know, to regulate. Yeah. Get the temperature down to 69 degrees. I do a lot better. Yeah. Um, if I'm taking my adaptogens like I should um, to help with cortisol, then I sleep better. What, what adaptogens are you taking? It's combination. Um, it's got ashwagandha, um, urethro, several several mushrooms. Okay, so, so anybody could Google that and come up with what might work for them. Okay, so tell me, what do you think? If you had to, if I said, give us your top three health hacks or your top three tips for how you stay so healthy, what are they for you? Um, well. Definitely getting, starting your morning off on the right, on the right foot. So you've got to get your uh, focus set, like setting the intention for the whole day. Yes. Super important. On the right track is, is super important. So um, I get up and I have my lemon water, my, some supplements, and then um, I'll usually, I've started doing intermittent fasting. So I Mm -hmm. start having my first meal later. And that helps. And I'm, I'm on isogenics, as you know. And so right. it's been a, a big help with just being able to maintain and not have to think about what am I going to fix? What am I going to fix, you know, to get my protein, to, you know, keep my sugars low. To, yeah. It eliminates some of that. Working out, obviously, you know, getting that time in, getting strength training in, um, for me, most importantly, and, um, and really keeping my, my carbs low. 
I don't, I used to go really high in carbs because I would like work out like a beast at the gym and I still work out hard, but my body just doesn't process it like it used to. When your body is not um, producing estrogen, your cortisol level goes up. And then when you take in uh, carbs, that in turn also makes your, your cortisol level go up. So I try to bring that down, keep my cortisol levels down. But so, you're also gluten-free. So like you said, that takes a lot of the carbs off the table anyway, but things like potatoes, sweet potatoes, there's carbs and vegetables. You're not talking about that kind of carb, right? Right. Um, okay. Like more like um, processed stuff. I'm mean, like, I'll still do gluten-free pasta occasionally. Okay. But um, like, you know, breads, I don't do any of that. Don't you love bread? Well, that's one of the things I miss, like going out to eat where you could just yeah. dip that bread and the oil and, and uh, oh my gosh, that was so good. And then when you go out to eat and everybody else is doing it and you smell it. Yes, like, that's terrible. Oh, stop. I know. I'm to the point where I'm like, just don't even bring me the bread. Don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to be tempted. Not that bread is bad. I mean, I think we just need to get in a good, I'm going to get hate mail because <laughs> we got to have balance too. And that, that, that to me is my, my chips and salsa, you know, are going out and having alcohol, mm-hmm. but the, the bread and beer and all that's off the table for me because of having celiac, it kind of makes it easier on, in some cases for the things that normally would tempt me. I just go, well, I can't have that. Yeah. You know, if, if you're allergic to something, you Maybe know, I need to go gluten-free. I need to pretend I need to go gluten-free. So your top three, you say, set your morning with your intention, lift hard and heavy and lower your carbs. Those would be your top three. Awesome advice. And so for a woman saying, I am so out of shape. I'm in my fifties. I want to get in shape. That can be really discouraging to somebody who feels like, well, why bother now? I have seen so many people um, in their 50s and even 60s make big changes. They, just, they start with nutrition. Um, they start to, they go, I, I, can't, I can't exercise. All I can do is, you know, I can change my nutrition, but I can't exercise. I'm just, it hurts too bad. And then all of a sudden, they have energy and they just, their mental attitude, it's just, it transforms. They start enjoying life so much more. They start getting out and doing more active things, which in turn burns more calories and it just, they just keep improving. And I watch them and they look younger and younger and younger as they age because their cells are getting healthier. Their mindset is transforming. Their whole body is transforming. And they can do it at any age. You've posted a lot of transformational photos of your clients or people who you worked with to some degree. Um, If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, like, hey, I'm interested in what you're doing with Isogenics. I'm interested in, you know, coming, um, having you mentor me in this capacity. How can they reach you? Um, On Facebook, um, reach out, uh, Susie Martin Huning or... um, I've got a website called stronghappyhealthy.com. Stronghappyhealthy.com. Okay. That's easy. And there's, there's like some information, nutrition information on there. Um, uh, just mindset stuff on there as well. 
and, and stuff about working out. And then, um, and I also do private coaching. Okay, good. You do everything. It's amazing. When I first met you, I'm like, she's so beautiful. Like, oh, thank you. And I thought the same about you. I still do. (laughs) I'm looking looking at you like she's perfect, right? There's got to be some flaw, but you literally do everything. You're a your um, animal rights advocate. You you're a breeder for big rare cats, right? And well, I used to be. I don't even have a single cat anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. But you used to be. You're an artist, an incredible artist. Thank mom, you. mom to two sons. You're you're very well versed in nutrition and health, and you've got degrees in in uh, uh, art and physical therapy. Okay. So you're a businesswoman. You you do everything. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. And now I'm at home and my husband's working from home. So I'm like, <laughs> he's taking over my office. That's why I'm outside. But I'd yeah. rather be outside in Florida than, you know. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I get it. Well, stronghappyhealthy.com. They can find you there because you, um, you guys, Susie is the health and fitness mindset, motivational coach for um, anybody, anybody really, but especially for women our age who want to reboot their lives and be better and do better and feel better. That's the most important thing is to feel better. Yeah. I mean, aging healthier and having more energy as we age is so important. I look at it completely different now as I did before menopause. <laughs> and you know what? It happens fast. <laughs> it does. It happens really fast. Yeah, I don't miss my monthly friend. <laughs> no, I agree. I'm with you on that. I'm with there's something powerful. I'm 55, so we're basically the same age. There's something powerful about being our age and knowing what we want, knowing how to get it, being happy, healthy, and feeling alive and vibrant. There's just a lot of power in that. And not worrying so much about what everybody thinks. Yeah. You know? I mean, you still want to be kind and, and help people in that aspect, but not worrying about other small issues, you know. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much. Uh, we're great to see your beautiful face. I'm so happy to have you on here. I really appreciate it. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And please, if you enjoyed the program today, please feel free to share. I appreciate you. Get out there and start living your best damn life. Until next time, take care.